hard-hitting medical truth, cutting through conflict and confusion to the understanding you're searching for. Join Dr. Peter McCullough, world-renowned medical expert and practicing physician for this edition of the McCullough Report. Your life may depend on it. Let's get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report, and I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. We have so much to bring you this week. I want to pop in with just a few important clips. This one from former uh, contributor to the McCullough Report, someone who I interviewed, uh, and a well-respected colleague, Dr. Aaron Cariotti. In 2020, we conducted the largest medical experiment on human subjects in world history without informed consent. That experiment failed. Thousands lost their livelihoods. I myself was fired for refusing the vaccine. Social distancing encouraged citizens to view friends and neighbors as potential threats. One quarter of young adults in America contemplated suicide during lockdowns in June 2020 alone, while anxiety disorders tripled and depression disorders quadrupled. Some would call that unprecedented. Let's take a look at just three mistakes in the public health response to the COVID pandemic. Number one, lockdowns. Lockdowns were never a part of conventional public health. Confining entire populations doesn't work. Yet this approach proceeded without debate. The result, according to a Johns Hopkins review study, enormous economic and social costs and little to no effect on the spread of COVID. Lockdowns significantly impacted blue collar workers who were unable to work from home, resulting in supply chain disruptions. 30 million Americans filed for unemployment in the first two months of 2020. By the end of May 2021, there were 40% fewer small businesses open nationwide than at the start of 2020. Homelessness rose as 11 million households owed $70 billion in back rent. Lines to food banks stretched while incomes shrank. In response, governments pumped trillions of relief dollars into their economies, resulting in massive inflation and untold consequences that will last decades. Mistake number two, vaccine mandates. The narrative for vaccine mandates had three parts. First, it was safe for everyone. Second, it was necessary for everyone. Third, and this point is key, any hesitancy was a PR problem to be overcome. Thus, if you questioned any part of this narrative, you were banished both socially and professionally. In many countries and states, vaccine passports were required to do things like travel, eat in a restaurant, attend a public gathering, or even return to our own country. Even some religious authorities adopted vaccine mandates and punished anyone as heretics who questioned their open discrimination against those who, for reasons of conscience or otherwise, requested an accommodation. In any other time, we would have immediately revolted in response to these draconian measures. But this was deemed okay, even necessary, because we were told that enforced vaccines were the only way back to a normal life, something that subsequent waves of the virus and vaccine boosters made a perpetually moving target. Throughout all of this, we saw the most sinister mistake of all, 
the deployment of fear. Stoked by 24-7 news reports tracking case counts and COVID deaths, the populace cowered at home in fear. Meanwhile, private health insurance companies doubled their earnings on money they had not spent on patient care. And data that might reduce our fear of COVID was withheld by public health agencies like the CDC. This led to broad distrust of the scientific community and of our public health leaders in general. Americans were scared, alone, and angry. And that's how it was engineered to be. An entire population moved not by data or reason, but by psychological manipulation. Free people acting together must clearly demonstrate that there are strict limits to what citizens will accept under the rubric of a public health emergency. In the wake of the COVID pandemic, reestablishing healthcare privacy, conscience rights, open scientific debate, and respect for alternative views must be a priority as we look to have essential and robust public discussion about these policy issues. There are human and spiritual goods that should never be surrendered, especially under extraordinary circumstances. When and if another pandemic happens, we must be ready, not just with medicines and vaccines, but with a humane approach to social, economic, and health policy that is worthy of the people that these policies are supposed to protect. I'm Dr. Aaron Cariotti, a physician and director of the Bioethics and American Democracy Program at the Ethics and Public Policy Center for Edify. Wow, that was terrific. Aaron Cariotti, a uh, personal friend, uh, freedom fighter, physician in California. So important because California appears to be the vanguard for even more dark, draconian, and totalitarian measures. Let's pick up with Amanda Brilhanti and Carl Higby on Wake Up America. California Governor Gavin Newsom has recently signed a bill into law that looks to punish doctors who spread misinformation about COVID-19 to their patients, setting up a dangerous and possibly unconstitutional precedent while doing so. We're here to discuss the author of The Courage to Face COVID-19, Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, right, doctor, let's break this down because my concern over this is doctors are now disincentivized from having a dissenting opinion. Now, historically, some of the greatest innovations in history, including figuring out the earth is no longer flat, have come from dissenting opinions. How dangerous is this to the medical community? I think it's extraordinarily dangerous to the community and to civil liberties at large. You know, the word misinformation has been around since the 1500s. It's been used heavily during propaganda campaigns in history. And then in 2018, before COVID-19, the New York Post had misinformation as word of the year because of its use in partisan politics and social media. Misinformation doesn't exist in medical textbooks. It doesn't have any role in medicine. And as you correctly pointed out, there simply are data and scientific observations and a multitude of interpretations or opinions. When patients see doctors, they get opinions and second opinions. Misinformation uh, doesn't exist. This law is unconstitutional. It hasn't gone into effect yet, and it needs to be struck down. Yeah. You have an excellent point about how when patients go to a doctor, they don't just usually get one opinion. They'll go and get multiple opinions here. But doctor, who is making these laws? Who is deciding how this is going to be dictated? 
you know, that hasn't been disclosed uh, at all. The, the only terms have been used is uh, that there must be some type of consensus, that doctors must follow a consensus. Uh, you know, consensus, are, they're slow to form. This has been a rapidly evolving pandemic. Still, the information continues to evolve quickly. You know, one of the most clear examples is the virus has become much more mild. So what a doctor tells a patient with respect to prognosis and treatment now is very different than what they said a few years ago. Yeah, that, that is the crazy thing to me. And if, if you have, I mean, who knows? It could be unelected bureaucrats. It could be elected officials making policy that's saying, you know, we are going to go with this. All right. And if you're a doctor and you're like, hold on a sec, I got some new data that says, no, I mean, let's take masks, for example. That was like widely accepted that masks were going to stop the spread of this. And it turns out now that masks have virtually no measurable effect on this pandemic at all. And it had negative effects on our children learning. So how do we evolve in the medical field if we can't ask questions? You know, that's uh, completely correct. You know, medical care is so complicated with respect to COVID. Uh, you know, for instance, we have Evushield, a long-acting monoclonal antibody that can be used in place of a vaccine. So doctors have to help patients make the choice. We have a whole array of drugs. The CDC recently said that masks, the really only role in healthcare is when we're directly dealing with COVID. We don't have to wear masks in other situations. This is so rapidly evolving. There is no way that a medical board can actually craft a narrative and try to have doctors follow it and then penalize them if the doctors are not on a specific line. Uh, this uh, law is actually now a subject of a lawsuit. Two prominent doctors, Dr. Barkey and Dr. Um, Mark McDonald in California are suing. Other doctors should. It hasn't gone into effect yet, and it should be, should be struck down. Yeah. Doctor, what is the response from the medical community, and are other doctors seeing this as unconstitutional? They're seeing it as unconstitutional, but I can tell you, doctors are trying to protect their interests. Many doctors say they're going to leave California. This is the last straw, so there's going to be even a greater constraint, particularly on primary care. The other thing doctors are saying is that COVID is simply going to be taken out of their practice. They're not going to deal with COVID at all, post-COVID vaccine issues. They're simply not going to be dealing with COVID. Patients are going to be left without care. Yeah, well, this is the problem is, is like our... our Reagan used to say our well-meaning liberal friends. I don't think they're well-meaning anymore. I think that this is about, like you were saying, control, not actual solutions. But it's at the end of the day, it's we the patients that are getting affected by this because doctors have to sustain a living, obviously. What do you, what, I mean, what, if, if you were sitting there on the board of, of these decisions, what do you tell Gavin Newsom? What do you tell the legislature? I simply have to tell them that doctors need the, the complete freedom of their profession, just like lawyers, engineers, and others do, that once the government starts to insert itself into what can be said to patients, uh, we've stepped over a line. It's actually a line of uh, people are very concerned about totalitarianism, this authoritarian type of approach where the government now is influencing, ex ex you know, violating human rights through medicine. Doctors and also uh, nurse practitioners and PAs now are becoming yeah. instruments of government's overreach and violation of civil rights. Doctors, in a sense, are becoming state actors. There's a state actor doctrine that says yeah. when the government tries to use a private entity, that private entity must ensure civil rights. So now doctors are actually caught in the middle. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, and, and Gavin Newsom, that is likely probably the 2024 Democratic nominee. Yeah.
Yikes. Dr. Peter McCullough, thanks for joining us this morning and for your insight as always. Wow, that was a fantastic interchange. That was myself and uh, Amanda Berlhanti, Carl Higby from Newsmax, Wake Up America. You can see the tensions building over California AB 2098, signed into law by Governor Gavin Newsom, but it doesn't go into effect until the first of the year in January 2023. Uh, So there is a lawsuit that was filed by Dr. Jeff Barkey and Dr. Mark McDonald, as I indicated. On the backside of the McCullough Report, we will have uh, Dr. Jeff Barkey live and he will uh, give us an update with an exclusive interview on where we are with that lawsuit and how it's going to impact uh, California patients and physicians. Uh, we had a work group meeting at the Pathways Forward retreat in Sedona, and I asked for help from my colleagues about messaging the public, and I'm asking the help from you. What are the best ways to message the public on these issues, these draconian Uh, laws going into uh, effect all around COVID-19, around particularly the vaccines. Uh, We're hearing word in um, Australia that, uh, in fact, any mention that uh, the vaccines uh, would not be safe or effective or any mention about alternative treatment could mean uh, time in prison. We're hearing the same reports, uh, laws being contemplated in Turkey, elsewhere around the world. Uh, Well, how can we best message the public on this, on uh, how to resist this or stop these changes? It is impossible for the government to force a narrative. When patients see doctors, they see doctors and doctors render opinions and they get second opinions. Amanda Brilhanti picked up on this very nicely. It's an opinion. And it's based on emerging sources of data, the art and the science of medicine. Not everything is the same for all patients. Uh, uh, Screening, detection, diagnosis, prognosis, and management is different in each and every patient. It's customized. That's the reason why there's a doctor's visit. That's the reason why this can't be done by computer or any other means. How are we possibly going to resist these changes that go into law? And there starts to become casualties. Uh, you heard about the casualty of Aaron Cariotti at the University of California at uh, uh, Davis. Uh, I'm sorry, University of California at Irvine is where he was, where he lost his job because he didn't take the vaccine. Many other physicians have uh, as well. We'll explore this uh, a, bit, a bit more on the backside with Dr. Jeff Barkey, who is in practice in California. Now I want to bring in our long-awaited music segment. This week's contribution was sent in by Dr. Danielle Sharon, uh, who is a doctorate of psychology, and this is Faith is All That's Left by the group Let Freedom Sing. Uh, Nice instrumental. You'll hear it develop. Uh, I really liked it. Let's go ahead and take a listen.
there's only one way out It's with a leap of faith I put my trust in God That He will keep them safe There's only one way through It's not the way I came It's letting go of my grip Nothing can be the same Faith is all that's left. Great suggestion. I'm going to put the video clip from that on YouTube in the program notes. So many of our heroes are depicted there. Yours truly, but Pierre Corey, Paul Merrick, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Paul Thomas. Uh, lots of scenes from Michigan Vaccine Choice. I give them a lot of credit. I recognize a lot of those pictures. Uh, Brianne Dressen. Uh, Ernesto Ramirez, uh, so many of uh, the heroes in this medical freedom movement in that video, powerful, I loved it. 
Thank you for, so much for that suggestion. Well, I mentioned on the backside, we are going to jump in with Dr. Jeff Barkey. I had a chance to interview him outside at the uh, Pathways Conference in Sedona, which was a, a retreat in the Sedona Life Center. I think you're really, really going to enjoy that interview. And uh, I've also loaded some content for future um, shows on the McCullough Report. So let's lock in, let's get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report. As many of you know, I'm traveling right now, and I can tell you I'm around a lot of people in a lot of different places. That means I could come in contact with SARS-CoV-2 or any other viral upper respiratory tract illness. What's the best thing to carry with you? Cofix RX. It comes in a small, easy-to-carry spray bottle. It doesn't leak. And boy, if I start to feel viral, couple sprays in each nostril, sniff it back, spit it out. That's great protection against the next viral infection, which would come your way when you're traveling because you don't want to get sick when you're traveling, particularly when you're outside the country. So remember, Cofix RX, your travel companion to prevent and treat early viral respiratory infections and keep yourself healthy. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Let's get real, let's get loud. On America Loud Talk Radio, this is a McCullough Report. And I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm taking a big risk. I'm doing my first outside interview, but I have to tell you, it's a beautiful day. I'm in Sedona, Arizona with Dr. Jeff Barkey. Jeff went to undergraduate at the University of Southern California. That's USC Trojans. Ooh. And then he went on to medical school at UC Irvine, beautiful part of the country. He did his residency in family medicine there. And he is a well-respected, I want to say, media figure now in medicine in California. And he is now at the crux of a very, very important issue that deals with medical censorship and the California law that's been signed into law is AB2098. Jeff, welcome to the McCullough Report. Peter, great to be with you as we sit outdoors here in Sedona, Arizona. We're looking at the beautiful red peaks and canyons around us, and uh, it's great to be here with you. Do we feel any threat of COVID-19 around us right now? None here, but if you've been to Sedona, you'll know that they have this vortex thing. And so we're being protected by the Sedona vortex. No risk out here. Wonderful. Wonderful. But it seems like there's a risk, a professional risk, regarding what's been put forward as COVID misinformation. 
tell us more about this. What's your reaction to just the term COVID misinformation? Well, there's no such thing as COVID misinformation. We all have opinions and the opinions of the unelected bureaucrats are constantly changing. So what we believe to be true and we were told wasn't true is now proven true. So the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, um, signed into law Assembly Bill 2098 that will allow the Medical Board of California. Now remember, the Medical Board is our licensing board and every member is appointed by the governor. So it will allow this Medical Board to take away the licenses of physicians for spreading what they call misinformation and disinformation. And what's important to know is if you look at the actual bill and I'm reading from it, it says the following quote, misinformation means false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus, contrary to the standard of care. Well, Peter, you and I know that there is no such thing as scientific consensus. You get consensus when the opinions of those that disagree are censored, and that's what's happening here. So just recently, the CDC, for example, came out with new guidelines for COVID, and they said, oh, by the way, if you have no symptoms, you no longer need to be tested. Well, that was the premise upon which these draconian lockdowns occurred during the pandemic. Our schools were closed because we were told that children that had no symptoms would go to school, would spread the illness to their friends and their teachers, and then they'd all go home and kill grandma and grandpa. Well, we knew that wasn't true. We knew that asymptomatic spread was a minor component, yet we closed down our schools, we hurt our kids, we caused all kinds of learning disabilities, not to mention depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation, et cetera. And now the CDC comes along and says, oh, just kidding, that wasn't actually a thing. So we know that scientific consensus is a fraud. The way that science occurs is by challenging the consensus. And that's exactly what we're being prevented to do. So imagine this, you can now go into your doctor's office and what the doctor is required to do in order to follow the law is consider the state's position before giving you advice. The only thing that can happen with that is patients will be harmed uh, physicians will be silenced and gagged, uh, and the end result is going to be um, harm directly to the patients because we will not be free to give our opinion, our uh, wisdom, our experience, and provide the best possible advice to a patient. We'll have to consider the state's narrative in order to stay within the law. Now, Jeff, uh, there was a piece out today that I was reading that in 2018, the Supreme Court in a case where the defendant was Becerra, Health and Human Services, had decided that physicians in their practice had the right of free speech insured at a federal level. Do you think that's going to come into play here in terms of contesting AB 29? Oh, I think, I think so. So Liberty Justice Center is representing myself and Dr. Mark McDonald, the first uh, of, of the cases. We're suing the Medical Board of California and the Attorney General of California uh, in federal court saying this is unconstitutional. You can't do this. You can't tell physicians what they can speak about in public, in private, uh, to their patients. And this law you reference, I think, will come up. So we're hopeful that the federal court will strike this down, uh, give us an injunction to prevent this from going into actual law, which is supposed to be the case in January 2023. 
I understand there are other law firms and other physicians that are going to be joining the case uh, likewise, and we're hopeful that we'll win. Even if we have to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, we think this law is unconstitutional, not to mention being anti-science, un-American, and totalitarian. So we're optimistic, um, and we're going to fight because that's what we do, and I hope other doctors that are listening will join us. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to libertyjusticecenter.org. There's a website there and a donate button. They are a pro bono law firm, so we are not being charged uh, for their representation. And they take donations and grants and so forth, and I hope you'll help out. That sounds like a wonderful opportunity to really uh, form great support regarding this push for medical freedom in the setting of uh, what's becoming a, a dark cloud of medical censorship all over the world. Jeff, I got distress emails this week from Australia as they're putting into law in Queensland a law that says that if a doctor spreads COVID misinformation, again, misinformation doesn't exist, let alone uh, try to define it and have, um, and have standards. It doesn't even exist. If a doctor is uh, uh, accused and then convicted of spreading misinformation, there's jail time involved. And the same thing has just come down in Turkey. This is reminiscent of the strict enforcement of propaganda as totalitarian regimes set in. Absolutely. And of all places for this to happen in the United States of America, where we're supposed to be self-governing people under the principles of freedom and liberty, uh, health freedom is directly uh, under the gun. We are, we are under siege here by unelected bureaucrats, many of the cases, uh, and our elected healthcare officials as well. And it's time to push back. It's time to fight back. And it's an honor to be on your show here, Peter. You've been leading this fight from the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, we've had you on our podcast a few times, and uh, we just need to keep fighting. In fact, I'm the record holder on the Informed Dissent podcast. I know a lot of you listening all over the world are podcast aficionados. Go see the Informed Dissent podcast, Dr. Mark McDonald. He's the author of two important books regarding fear and COVID-19. And it's uh, balanced by Jeff Barkey, who is just a reasonable, smart doctor who does the right things for his patients. And I can tell you one other development that we're seeing very, very strongly now, it's been going on and is coming up to a head, is social media censorship. Uh, and many of my followers learned in the last week that Twitter drained my account of all the followers down to zero. I took a snapshot of it. I couldn't believe it after, you know, a year of hard work fearlessly and flawlessly tweeting COVID science out to the world. I mean, most of my followers were doctors worldwide anyway. They suspended my account uh, after they drained the followers to zero and they wouldn't let me back up my data. So I have my teams involved, uh, legal and social media now with Twitter. And one of the things that I've uh, been informed, I've actually uh, learned, uh, it's been told to me, Jeff, that there is something called the state actor doctrine. This is very interesting. That means when a government agency approaches a private company like Twitter or, you know, a publicly held company, but it's, uh, you know, it's a non-government uh, organization. It's a, um, it's a company that when a government gets intertwined with a company 
and, and the legal standard is a, a sufficient encouragement for that company to do something, then in fact that company becomes an actor of the state and they must then ensure our civil rights, including our right to free speech. So isn't this interesting? We know through American First Legal that the CDC was regularly meeting with Facebook and Twitter to craft the false narrative, uh, largely pursuing doctors and others who were uh, publishing uh, and tweeting about the late-breaking science and the emerging uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So here we are, Twitter being a state actor and then, in fact, de facto having the country violate my rights to free speech. What do you think about that? Well, I guess ultimately, unless it's adjudicated, unless somebody sues, uh, we'll never know for sure. And I hope there are lawsuits coming down. I hope there'll be investigations come January, February, when we have the House of Representatives and maybe the Senate turnover. And perhaps even when Elon Musk purchases Twitter, we'll see an opening up of the books and we'll find out for sure what exactly went on uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic. One last development, we've covered it on the uh, Pulse broadcast this week, is the PayPal debacle. Yeah. PayPal, without any clear indication why, put out changes in its terms of use, saying that if a person uh, was determined to spread COVID misinformation, a $2,500 deduction would be taken from their account. There was a tremendous blowback. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a PayPal user as well. And it just makes me realize in medicine as well, we have to create parallel systems uh, so we're not at risk of those that don't like our viewpoint. And I think it's happening. It's happening with uh, with uh, uh, America's uh, frontline doctors. Uh, Simone Gold is in the works of creating that as we speak. Uh, and I think we'll see the emergence of parallel systems, both in banking, in medicine, and elsewhere. Uh, so you can be secure knowing that your point of views will not be censored. One of the things people ask me is, was that PayPal's idea? People don't even post information on PayPal. So what would what was PayPal really going to do? Were they going to survey social media and print media? Were they going to hire a medical review board to review all the different posts? How were they going to convict somebody of misinformation? Uh, and you know what the answers I have from a lot of insiders is PayPal wasn't planning on doing any of that. In fact, you know what's suspected is that a government agency yeah. approached PayPal with a list yeah. and said, listen, we have a uh, list of people we've already identified as misinformation spreaders. Why don't you go hit them for $2,500? Well, there was a big backlash. People drain their PayPal accounts. Many people close their PayPal accounts. And then PayPal within a, a, you know, a day or two backpedaled and said, oh, we really didn't mean this. I think they did mean it. And this is an important warning. I agree. And, I, and it's not just PayPal. It's going to be other companies as well. We heard about a, uh, a bank discontinuing their relationship with um, uh, who's the guy that Tucker just interviewed, the, uh, the rock star who is a Trump supporter. Uh, what's his name? Uh, you guys will know that, that you're talking. It just changed his name. Uh, Kanye West. So, yeah. so Kanye West, uh, who Tucker recently interviewed, uh, his bank, I forget the name of the bank, said, sorry, we're not doing business with you anymore because we don't like your point of view. So it's happening all over 
uh, the commercial markets, and it's quite scary. And until people push back, file lawsuits is going to continue to happen. If your if your listeners are interested, they can follow me on my social. Rx for Liberty is my Instagram. Rx for F O R Liberty, uh, my website as well. And uh, I enjoy interacting uh, with folks if they contact me through my website. And I hope you'll stay in the fight. Support us that are fighting for liberty. Um, Fight yourself. Do a little bit more than you're comfortable with. Push back. Stand up. Make your voices known. uh, Because we we have to do this or we're going to lose our country. What about, Jeff, people voting with their feet? So if everybody dropped PayPal tomorrow... Wouldn't there be a strong signal to the next financial institution? It sure would be, and I think they should vote with their feet. Certainly, citizens of California are voting with their moving trucks, and they're moving out of California to all the usual places, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, et cetera, and even Arizona. And this new law, 2098, if it goes into effect, we'll see doctors retiring and doctors moving and getting licensed elsewhere. There's already a deficit of primary care physicians throughout the country and in particular California, and this is going to make things even more difficult. But at the end of the day, you have to take care of your own economic self-interest. And if that means moving either physically or moving your business, then I think you should go ahead and do that. Well, I'll let that be the last word. Dr. Jeff Bargy, thank you for joining us on the McCullough Report. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best. Freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Let's get real. Let's get loud. On America Out Loud Talk Radio, this is the McCullough Report, and I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. Welcome to the backside of the McCullough Report. Before I get into our exclusive interview. I wanted to play a clip for you picking up on the status of my social media. Many have asked Dr. McCullough what's happened. My Twitter account is still suspended at this time. I am trying to negotiate with Twitter with my tech and legal angles. I have accounts on True Social and on Getter. My Facebook is now suspended and I've started a Substack called Courageous Discourse with John Lee. So make sure you go to Substack, subscribe to it. You can subscribe as a paid subscriber, just $5 a month, and then a founding member. Maybe if you, a lot of you want to show your support uh, for the medical freedom cause and for uh, McCullough Report t- style of reporting, uh, and this will be in writing in the Substack with best-selling author John Leake. I'm covering the uh, medical aspects of pandemic response. He's covering civil liberties uh, and then issues of true crime 
going on in the pandemic. And you so can subscribe as a founding member for $200. US uh, but please consider being uh, a paid subscriber of the Substack. It's going to be a terrific opportunity to show support. But regarding social media, I wanted to play a brief clip from Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino is on Fox. He has his own show uh, on Saturday called Unfiltered. But he also has a podcast where he's talking to another podcaster. And Dan has picked up that I have been uh, canceled off of social media just as more data starts to emerge regarding the dangerous effects, particularly the cardiac effects of the COVID-19 vaccines. Let's take a listen to Dan Bongino. Dr. Peter McCullough, world-renowned doctor. Nobody questions his medical bona fides. Had him on my show multiple times. He has warned repeatedly about some of the potential side effects of these mRNA vaccines, right? What happens? As a couple studies start to pop, indicating he was onto something, Twitter suspends him, which is making me really anxious that there's more under the surface, Joe, about the vaccine. Here's a little iceberg at the top. Here's the iceberg underwater. Hmm? McCullough was on my show. He's about 30 seconds of what he said. Uh, he also mentions the new uh, bill out of California to pull the medical license of any doctor who does not uh, tow the company line on the vaccine. Listen to this. It's an act of medical censorship for sure. Dan, I had thousands of posted basically graphical abstracts of peer-reviewed papers. It just was the science. It was bringing uh, late-breaking science to the community and people followed me all over the world. Uh, this is coming on the heels of California AB 2098, which was signed into law, yeah. which is the doctor muzzle law in California. The more you suppress what McCullough says, the more it makes me believe you're afraid of the information he has, which makes me believe there's even worse information out there and you're trying to get ahead of it before McCullough puts it out there and figures it out that this thing could be even worse. So, wow, maybe that is really what's going on with social media. We're seeing uh, the noose tighten on anyone who's trying to bring truth to the country and the world on the COVID-19 pandemic response. Not only all the pandemic response measures, which we now know were, were wrong and weren't supported by the science, weren't necessary, uh, but the emerging data on the uh, lack of safety of the vaccines, the deadly side effects, and the lack of efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines, all of them, the messenger RNA vaccines and the adenoviral DNA vaccines, they all appear to be equally uh, unsafe and equally ineffective. Now, importantly, people have asked, what about the antigen-based vaccines? We now have Novavax in the United States, very limited availability of that. There is Corbivax outside the United States. And then, of course, the Sinovac, the killed vaccine. I've reviewed the safety of all of them. None of them appear to be sufficiently safe to use in human beings. And people have said, well, I have to take the vaccine. Which is the safest vaccine? It's impossible to tell at this point in time. I would make a, make a clinical inference that the antigen-based vaccines uh, would be safer only because the amount of spike protein that's exposed to the body is limited. But having said that, in the briefing booklet for Novavax, they did describe myocarditis or heart damage and blood clots right in the FDA briefing booklet. That's something that Pfizer and Moderna didn't do. So it's pretty clear that none of these vaccines are sufficiently safe. Everybody uh, should be concerned 
and that we have to move forward with a culture of safety, not a culture of assumed safe and effective and ask no questions. So let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report. Do you know there's no other condition that I'm aware of where vitamins and supplements make such a big difference than COVID-19? We have a, an abundance of data that we need to be replete with a variety of micronutrients, and that includes vitamins, minerals, and other substances our bodies need. I rely on Healthy Cell Super Boost. That's immune super boost. It's a, a gel pack that can be taken every day. I like to do it before I exercise and before I go out. It's a wonderful supplement. It gives me the immune super boost that I need. Go to HealthyCell.com, use the promotional code OUTLOUD, and get a discount on your first order. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Let's get real. Let's get loud. On America Out Loud Talk Radio, this is a McCullough Report, and I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I wanted to make a brief mention of a new movie that's going to premiere this week. It's called The Real Anthony Fauci. It's based on the book by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It was filmed in Jeff Hayes Studios, who's Jeff is one of the best documentary producers out there in the world. And yours truly, Dr. McCullough, is in the movie. Let's listen to a trailer. And we learned something else about COVID. One day the test is positive, the next day the test is negative. A week later the test is positive, a week later the test is negative. 
So is a PCR test not a good barometer either? Yeah, that is a very good question. It's pretty obvious if you look objectively at the data that the CDC has totally manipulated this pandemic, and they did it from day one. One of the most egregious examples of this is the test that they, the very test they use to diagnose a case or someone who's infected with the virus. There's, the test was a PCR test, and it amplifies the amount of agent that you want to check for. Kerry Mullis was the inventor of PCR. He was not the inventor of the PCR test. There is no test for either AIDS or COVID. As Kerry Mullis said, it doesn't test for anything. It finds what you tell it to find. And he always said, that doesn't tell you whether you're infected with anything. It doesn't tell you whether you're likely to get sick from anything. It doesn't tell you anything. And the overwhelming data about PCR tests and COVID shows that there is a shoddy, at best, correlation between positive PCR tests and disease outcome. So why did they use PCR for COVID? I mean, how can people actually tell if they are contagious in the cycle of having COVID? How do you measure that if not with either a yeah. PCR test or an antigen test? And I think that's the, the understandable confusion that people have about testing. Testing saying whether you're infected or not versus are you infected plus transmissible. Acting not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Science has an air of authority. So people who want to push back on authority push back on science. Science is about constant skepticism, constant questioning, and you didn't see any of that. You saw a narrative. In a 20-month period, they obliterated all the Bill of Rights of the United States Constitution. There's no objection in the American press. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. If the FDA says it's okay to take the vaccine, are you going to take it? I'm going to look at the data upon which the FDA makes that decision. They pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their product. The CDC continues to recommend that people who have been previously infected get their COVID-19 vaccine. CDC studies suggest getting the vaccine will offer you much stronger immunity to COVID than natural immunity. She's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. I've already had COVID, I'm protected, and now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. People who have already had the virus be recommended to get the vaccine as well. The answer is yes. Over 11,000 pages were released. The first bombshell in the document is that natural immunity works and Pfizer knows it. And there were no hospitalizations or deaths in the individuals who were vaccinated. But you now have three highly efficacious vaccines. There's no doubt about that. And there have been no hospitalizations or deaths in multiple countries. 
Another revelation from the documents was that adverse reactions were more frequent and more severe. It interestingly states some facts that have been labeled by the mainstream media as being misinformation. The consent form lists several possible side effects, including myocarditis. study describes how 23 service members later developed chest pain and sought medical attention. 82,000 per year to 863,000 neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase in one year. And it looks like in the first three months there was 42,000 adverse events reported and 1,223 deaths. A total of 10,262 COVID-19 vaccine breakthrough infections had been reported from 46 U.S. states. If you get vaccinated, you are protected. For every one person that the vaccine saves from COVID, it kills four people from fatal cardiac arrest. If I want the population to ultimately accept my digital reality, I have to make sure the cognitive dissonance is so complete that you stop trusting your own brain. And guess what they've done? Exactly that. because it's the only drug that thus far has been shown in scientifically controlled trials to be safe and effective. Our narrative that says the people we think of as casualties of HIV were not actually dying from HIV, but they were dying from a medicine that was supposedly treating HIV, but was actually killing them. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The preponderance of evidence now points towards this coming from the lab, and what you've done is change the definition on your website to try to cover your ass, basically. Your own agency has rebuked them. We also now know that NIAID the department associated with the National Institutes of Health, of which Dr. Anthony Fauci is in control, had already been conducting experiments with the Wuhan lab in the past in regard to coronavirus. Remdesivir, better early on because it's an antiviral. This is the truth and it's based on data. That's what we live by, data, evidence, truth. Science is about questioning authority. Anybody who says you I am the science is lying. When Joe Schmo says I should retire, I should go to jail, I look at that and I go, forget that. And if you're attacking me, you're really attacking science. I mean, everybody knows that. You have said that I am unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. History will figure that out on its own. Wow, that's the feature documentary. It's featuring October 18th, 2022 on the internet. I'll give you a link. You should be able to find it anywhere. Make sure you watch it. The Real Anthony Fauci is based on the book. Yours truly, Dr. Peter McCullough is in there. But you also heard great clips. You heard 
uh, clips from uh, Robert F. Kennedy himself, uh, from Anthony Fauci, for, from Senator Rand Paul, uh, so many of the other key players in pandemic response, really now worldwide figures, individuals who will be mentioned in the history books. And I think the last statement by Senator Rand Paul, where he said, I'll let history figure that out. That was so powerful. So again, that's the movie, The Real Anthony Fauci. It's premiering October 18th, 2022. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is a McCullough Report.